You're listening to the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Dominoes. Lucknow have picked their second points of the season as Hyderabad continue to be winless after match 10 of the 2023 season a comfortable six wicket victory for Lucknow when they were never really challenged and never really looked like they were not going to finish on uh, the winning side of uh, the result right ayas well i think you know it's been two matches in a row that hyderabad have batted or played very poorly even in the first match we saw that they just couldn't come to terms with either the pitch or their own i mean just like that cohesiveness and we saw it again today uh you know you make a score of just over a little 100 120 or or something like that it's not enough to challenge a powerful batting side like lucknow and this is how uh you know the result was a foregone conclusion in my opinion at the halfway stage itself yes lucknow had a bit of a stutter towards the end they lost a few wickets but you know when you win when you win by such a large margin obviously you know that hyderabad were completely outplayed I'll come back to Ayaz again for some more questions, but let me take you all through some of the scores. Mayank and Anmol Preet Singh stitched together a 21-run opening stand for Hyderabad before Krunal Pandya picked the first of his wickets. His second and third made the more, most impact, though, as they came off back-to-back delivery, sending back Anmol Preet and uh, Hyderabad's captain Aidan Makram. Hyderabad were 50 for three in eight overs. Rahul Tripathi top scored with 34 and a late 10-ball 21-run flourish from Abdul Samad. Help the team get to 121 for eight. Lucknow used seven bowlers with Krunal finishing with three for 18. Amit Mishra at two for 23. It wasn't an easy sailing chase for Lucknow, though, as much as we would have thought. Uh, their main run maker this season, Kyle Mayers, got out on 13. Deepak Hooda on seven. They were down to 45 for two in 5.6. But Krunal Pandya joined the party with the bat as well and made 55 runs along with KL Rahul. They both did get out though, but uh, and Adil Rashid. Finished with two for twenty-three, but Lucknow won the match with twenty-four balls to spare. Uh, Ayaz um, Hyderabad looked a little listless in their opening defeat, and now uh, you know with their captain joining the squad and you know full squad at their disposal for selection, they still have many problems they need to address. They have actually they haven't looked like a team that has settled down or settled in. Uh, they had Markram joining in as a captain today. He didn't do much with the with the bat at all, and that was a big blow. And uh, look, I think this was a pitch which actually gave some help, especially to the spinners. We saw what Krunal Pandya and Amit Mishra did, and uh, you know Rashid Adil Rashid tried his best, but I don't think that you know the the Hyderabad team had enough runs on the board. Maybe a score of 150 would have. Challenged Lucknow, even a strong, uh, you know, Lucknow team. But if you finish with 100, 122, then you've, you know, virtually given away the match on a platter. Because even if you pick up a couple of wickets, you know, early and you get one partnership, that seems that could be good enough to take you home. Which is what happened with Lucknow. They lost a couple of wickets early on, but they had enough. Wherewithal in the batting lineup to see them home. Uh, Lucknow were playing Kyle Mayer strangely very uh, different sort of selection from what we would have thought they would they would have gone with. Lucknow played Kyle Mayer's and then kept Stoinis in the eleven meant meaning Quinton De Kock who is now available for selection after joining uh, the tournament late was on the bench. I don't think see that really being like a long term decision, but with Bangalore, Punjab, and Rajasthan next, you think this could have been one of those matches that they you know give let Stoinis play, but with you know after conversation with him. It could be. I think they may have also seen or read the pitch a little differently and said maybe this is a place where you need some bowlers in hand or in the in the playing eleven. 
So they had some spinners, they had some fast bowlers. Stoinis is one of those who's a T20 specialist, as we know, or a wide ball specialist, uh, even with the ball. So he could be of great value. Uh, I mean, that could be the thinking. I'm just kind of trying to double guess the situation. But Kyle Myers was in such top top form that it was very always going to be difficult to drop him. I think they've also given Quinton Decock a little while to kind of you know get over jet lag and whatever else he might have to and be ready for the for the big games coming up you know in the next few days. Uh, I know you're quite invested in Harry Brooks' contribution this season. 13 versus Rajasthan, 3 today. He's come into the tournament on the back of a solid season. Was bought by Hyderabad in the recent auction for 13.25 crore, the third most expensive English player in the tournament's uh, history, in, in the auction history. But, you know, the performances are not really coming on the field. But you think, again, like you said, Quinton, like, it'll take a while before like he just warms up? Well, you know, it's already been two matches. So, yes, it might take a little while. But, you know, in a, in a tournament of this nature and such, uh, such a high-profile tournament, you can't take too long to settle in and prove your credentials, isn't it? Because time flies, matches come and go, and if you're still struggling for for finding the basic, you know, you know, the basic tempo to set up an innings of some consequence, then it's not going to reflect well on Harry Brooks. I think he's got some serious work ahead of him. It's basically a question of getting used to pitches on uh, in the subcontinent, and that that really seems to me to be the issue. Uh, and you know, he's such an attractive player and such an exciting talent that I hope he does well. But hey, now the onus is on him. True. Actually, speaking of the owners of being on a player, Krunal Pandya picked 3 for 18. I think he even made uh, 30 odd runs, right? Yeah, 34 he made off 23. You know, just because he's the elder of the Pandyas, everybody just ends up thinking, oh, he's too old maybe, you know, for selection as well. Hasn't played for India in a bit, but he's just only 32, right? So, I mean, this is as good a time as any for him to like get back in the running. This is a big, big tournament for him, Mendra, because uh, the World Cup is coming up, the One Day World Cup, and after that will be the T20 World Cup next year. So, he has been part of the Indian team in the past. He's lost his place. He needs to come back and uh, come back strongly. And this is one way of doing it, which is by performances in the middle uh, in a tournament like this. He's picked up three wickets. I thought he was uh, he was easily the outstanding player today. And, you know, I think everything points out to his, uh, his, his strengths, which is bowling tight, bowling well, batting in a crisis. He's got a very mature head on his shoulders. And he's also a fighter. So, I think all in all, this was a splendid match for Krunal Pandya. It's just advanced his case uh, so many you know you've just taken such a jump quantum jump in this in this match okay before i let you go just one question on tomorrow's afternoon game i believe that's uh, rajasthan versus delhi in guwahati delhi without mitch Marsh. i know we talked about if delhi would possibly consider not playing him but he's gone to australia for his wedding so he's going to be missing for a few games uh would you see you know delhi sort of uh, playing in his place yeah, that's a big question. I mean, that's a big gaping hole for Delhi because Mitch Marsh was, on current form at least, they're still their best hope because Prithvi Shah is out of, out of uh, form. He's not been making runs. Uh, David Warner has been struggling a bit. There's no Rishabh Pant as we know. So, Mitch Marsh, who had a f- fairly decent previous match, at least he didn't seem to, I mean, he didn't make too many runs, but he looked like he was getting into his own, bowled quite well a couple of overs and now he has to go back and get married. So, yeah, I mean, look, they have a they have a problem on hand. I don't know how many, you know, uh, but I think for Delhi to do well against Rajasthan in this match, they still have to go back to somebody like a Prithvi Shaw and David Warner. If they get a good start, that's what they've been missing. Uh, you know, uh, play out the power play without too many wickets lost, at most one. Then you're on the road to setting up a score which can either challenge the other team 
you know, in, in setting a target or chase down a target itself. But if you're three or four wickets down in six, seven overs, then it's always going to be uphill. And that's something that has been affecting Delhi. Big, big weekend ahead. Four matches for us. I'll, we'll, of course, be back with Ayaz uh, tomorrow evening with the result of that game and see who actually Delhi do play in place of Mitch Marsh. Thank you so much for taking time out, Ayaz. Thanks. Thanks, Mendra. Bye-bye. That was today's episode of the T20 Podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Domino's. This is a Quint original podcast, executive produced by Shelly Walia and Ritu Kapoor. This episode was hosted by Menra Dorji Sahani, produced and edited by Pratik Lidhu, Anjali Palod and Kriti Ghai and a special thanks to our guest Ayaz Memon. Stay tuned for our future episodes on your preferred podcast app. You were listening to the Quint's podcast. 